0: Hey, hey everybody, we're going to get started. I'm going to introduce these three lovely ladies for you on the stage. All right, Uh, first up, if you see this girl with a t-shirt that says, Hi, hello, how are you? Yes, I'm pregnant. That's going to be Angela Knutson. She's the company's newest influencer. Coming from Gilbert, Arizona where she lives on a farm and not only is she having her fourth kid in four years, she also births goats. She has a a goat farm and is a doula. She's known as the goat doula. Yeah. One of her strengths is that she's consistent every single day and she has an incredibly amazing team culture where they consider themselves sisters and she has close to 200 people on her team. Next up in the middle, we have Heather Burge, and if she, yeah, yes, the beautiful Georgia Peach. She's also my room roomie. We, we stayed up way too late whispering to each other last night. <laughs> anyway, if she could win a, an Olympic medal for any sport, it would be ballroom dancing. She actually competes and is really amazing, so go check out her Facebook page. Um, after 15 years of a really successful bridal business, she actually recently sold that, because when she signed up with Mascara six months in, she was matching the profits from her business, and has since sold it. Yeah. Down freedom. Last but not least, we have Miss Sarah Davies. She is a professional cereal eater at midnight. Does anybody else eat cereal at midnight? Anyway, she is an incredible servant leader. She recently hit the rank of elite influencer. She has an incredible team of 1,600 people. In fact, over 20, around 25% of the people here at this conference are under her leadership. So let's hear it for these ladies.
1: I'll do a quick intro for me. Uh, my name is Kai, I'm the Director of Artist Relations at Mascara Homebase, and I am honored to be the one to ask all these questions. Um, if you have a question you know, that pops into your head, write it down. We'll have a Q&A at the end that we'll be able to give some time for them to answer questions. Let's get started. Angela, we'll start with you. Can you share with us how you support new artists in learning how to use and sell the makeup?
2: Okay so usually I always am gonna start with a training call because I love for them to just hear it from me and my voice because I feel like it's just a little bit more like, casual that way but they can just kind of hear like my love for the company so that's huge um, so for me personally what I do I have um, so the training call and then on my website, I built a like kind of a back-end for all of my artists where it's like a step-by-step, like what to do, how to start your business, kind of like a jump start. So they have like kind of a roadmap to follow. So I like to keep things super simple and easy and just not over-complicate and send them to like a million different websites and just keep it all in one spot. So that's how I like to do it. Um, and then like the most important thing is just I tell them, practice, practice, practice until your hand falls off, because that's literally the way you are going to learn this business. Not from what I'm telling you, it's by experience. And just get it on your kids, your grandma, your neighbor, your dog, whatever. (laughs) All skin types, just practice until you literally know every single skin type you could ever think about. So. Perfect.
1: Sarah, you've said our job as leaders is to help create other leaders. Can you share some tips with us on your favorite ways to do this?
3: Absolutely. Okay, so first off, just know that most people are not going to be leaders here. And guess what? That is okay. That's okay. Um, Most, I would say maybe 5 to 10% are even aspiring to be leaders. So if you've recruited five directs, there's a chance that not even one of them wants to become a leader. However... Um, You also don't want to discount or count somebody out that maybe has already told you they don't want to be be a leader because they can grow into a leader. In fact, you probably aren't going to find somebody. It's very rare to find somebody that will join and be an instant leader and has the leadership qualities to rise quickly in a company. So more than likely, you're going to have to develop them. But here's what I do. On this intro call that she's talking about, we do intro calls too. And usually what happens is if I recruit somebody directly to me, I'm going to call Amanda Ernest, my direct upline, And the three of us are going to have a conversation. And Amanda, I'm going to introduce them. And Amanda is going to ask questions that sound something like this. First, get to know them. We're not going to launch right into mascara stuff. We want to build a connection. Um, Amanda's going to get to know her, what makes her tick. Where she's from? What do you like to do? And then maybe to segue, she might say, why did you decide to join Mascara? Or how do you know Sarah? Or whatever. We'll seg- when we segue into Mascara, then she's going to start asking questions like this. Why did you join? What drew you to the makeup? And then she's going she's to maybe do a little, this is what I like to do, and she, she does it too, I think. But I like to ask them, OK, there's kind of three types of people here. And we love all of them. They're walkers, they're joggers, or they're runners. I'm gonna describe all three. There's no right or wrong answer. And a lot of times people think walkers are like the wrong answer or the bad answer. But this company is built on walkers. Over 80% of the company are what are considered walkers, okay? So what a walker is, it sounds something like this. So this is what I'd say. If I was on the call with, say, Heather and her new girl. Let's say her new girl's name's Jenny. So I'd say Jenny. Um, I'm going to describe these three and you tell me where you think you land. So I'll say, walkers typically want to spend maybe one to three hours a week working their business. Um, they're here for fun. They maybe want to make an extra $50 to $100 a month. Maybe just have the shoe budget or to take their husband out on a date once a month or something like that. Um, you know, so that's kind of what a walker sounds like. A jogger is going to be somebody who um, wants to maybe make more like $300, 500 $600 a month, build up to that. Um, and they're probably going to be working on average an hour a day, so maybe five to seven hours a week. And then our runners are somebody that knows that they want to, and I don't ever give, like, a number. I always just say they want to create or replace an income, and they're willing to work their business more than the jogger is, more often. So then she's going to tell me, and I'm going to say, there's no right or wrong answer here. Where do you think you are? And then um, she's going to tell me. If she tells me she's a runner, then we're gonna have a totally different conversation. She says she's a walker. I'm just gonna love on her so much. I'm like, we love walkers, that's so great. This is gonna be so much fun. So the point of telling you all that is that in order to create leaders, they have to self-identify first of all and say I'm a runner or I'm a leader. You don't ever wanna push leadership on somebody else. And then when you come to conferences like this, how many of you would have considered yourself a walker before this conference? How how many of you are a little bit more hungry after this conference, right? So now you're going to be having a different conversation with your your sponsor. So that's what I would say. Like, how do you, like, first you have to define, like, help people identify if they want to be leaders, and then you can go from there. But um, you just love them, love them where they're at, help them get the tools that they need, and that's probably another question, a different question. But that's how I would figure out like if they even want leadership. Most people don't, and that's cool. That's totally cool.
1: Okay. Heather, I love your your perspective that training for a new artist starts from the very first conversation before they have even become a customer. Can you expand on what you mean and share your practices around that?
4: Sure. So, you know, your customers, they're going to do what you did for them when and if they decided to become an artist. And did you know, I'm a big numbers girl, and did you know about 10% of your customers are going to naturally want to join your team? And it can jump to about 20% if you just get a little proactive and invite them to something or actually you know, get bold enough to ask them if they would want to join you in the business. So when you think about that, every customer, one to two out of every 10, are going to join your team. So if you want more artists build your customers. Um, And in doing that, guess what they're going to do when they become an artist? They're going to do exactly what you did. So really think about, like, what are they buying? Are you selling them a quad? Are you selling them a mini double-decker? What kind of language are you using? Are you doing a three-hour makeover on them? Are you, you know, going back and forth for, you know, an hour and a half on Instagram? Are you using a simple script? Do you have a tool or like we even have a, um, as a team, a website um, or a, a Facebook group we call Maybe Mascara, where it's super simple. If someone asks, what is mascara? We just simply say, you know what? Here, I've got this awesome group that makes it really easy to learn more about everything from mature skin to the milk line. Um, and who doesn't have time, whether you're a busy business owner like me or a working mom, to tell someone to join a Facebook group. It takes two seconds. So your, your customer, before she's even joined as a customer, and certainly before she's joined as an artist, she's going to think back and say, well, what did Heather do? Um, and that's more than likely, without you even having to train her, what she's going to do. So really kind of think about that. Like, I would love to know how many of you guys bought a quad when you first... Um, okay, what about mini Double Decker? All right, and where are my Maryland girls that spend like $400 when you're... <laughs> So, you know, it's crazy to even think, like, when I first joined, my average sale was like $100 um, until I realized that all of my customers were running out of room in their quads. And guess what? Now I, um, you know, recommend the mini double-decker always if they want to, you know, go back down to the quad. By all means, I'm not going to push them. But I have found that in doing that, our team sales have grown. Um, You know, our customers are happier. That average sale is going up. And again, that's, that tends to be what duplicates because they're gonna sell what they bought. So just kind of keep that in mind. Keep in mind your language, the time you're spending, and how simple and easy it is because um, that's what they're gonna
1: do. Okay. Sarah, connection is such an important part in building, motivating, and maintaining a dream team. Tell us how you do this with your team.
3: Um, okay, yes, I totally believe that. Connection is everything. Um, if you don't know somebody's name, then you're definitely not gonna, they're not gonna feel a connection to you. So that's the first thing I do. I try to know every single person's name. I'm very familiar with my back office. I'm in there all the time. Um, I see names, so if someone on my team comes up to me and they're like, my name's Jenny. I'm like, Jenny so-and-so? And she's like, yeah, what? Like, how'd you know my last name? Because I, this is so important. Um, and I try to get to know as many of them on a personal level as possible. So when we do those three-way calls, or I come to events, um, or I just have a chance to hang out with them in some capacity or form, once again, that three-way call doesn't start with Mascaraland talk, it's always tell me about you. What makes you tick, I take notes, and Amanda Ernest does this too. As you're talking to people, you take notes, because you're, you're not gonna remember everything, and then you can go back and reference that. Kat's also really good at that. If you went to Kat's class, she has like a Trello board, of like all of her artists and stuff, or most of them. So that's how, I mean, use the tools in front of you to to do that, but so once you know someone's name and you know something about them, you instantly feel connected. And then when you have a chance to talk to them in person, um, you know, maybe try to take it a little bit deeper. Like, tell me more about you. And always make it about them. Always make it about them. Whether they're your customer or or they're your artist. Um, But anyway, that's what I do first. I just really try to get to know people on a personal level. And then I think building a strong, strong team culture, like Minty's totally like mastered over here. I'm like, who are all these beautiful women in these green, what are they called that you were wearing in the pool? Kimono. Kimonos. Kimonos. I'm like, Minty, 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 They're, you know, like it was so cool. So building a strong team culture also fosters a really strong connection, and that's really important too. People quit when they, don't, when they aren't having fun anymore and when they don't feel a connection. So it's really important to create that. And that's how I create it. I just really do try to, it's like a one-on-one connection, um, usually. Yeah. So I try to do.
1: Love that. Heather, can you tell us a little bit more about the mantra of serve rather than sell, and how you implement that with your team?
4: Yes. So um, this is something that was a huge revelation in my personal growth. Um, I'm a three on the Enneagram achiever, um, and so my whole first year of my business, it was about my personal business, right? And you know, my goals, my sales, you know. And with and as I hate to say this, although I've had this very honest, vulnerable conversation with you know all of my leaders, but you know, in terms of things like ranking, it's really easy to focus on what you need other people to do, or you know what that structure needs to look like. Um, and I'm just going to tell you, it doesn't. It's not effective. It's not fulfilling, um, and it's not sustainable. And so I'm so thankful that I had that realization that even though I am an achiever, and there are some good things with that, that I really needed to really rethink um, the way I was doing my business. And so actually, last year. Um, Twenty. Oh, what year are we in? 2018, I think it was. My word of the year, which I highly recommend everybody to to pick one of those. It's not too late. Um, was serve, um, and it was. It's not about you. And I didn't set a single goal for myself, which was so hard as an achiever. Can you imagine? Um, and <laughs> so, um, but instead, I set goals like for our team. And so instead of saying I'm going to be on that Cancun trip, I said I want there to be. I did the math, and actually, I did the math wrong. I'm a numbers girl, and I'm actually kind of horrible at math, but. <laughs> But anyway, I did the math wrong. And I was like, oh, there should be about 10 of us there, um, you know, judging by the size of the team at the time. So I was like, oh, go with 10. Let's have 10 be there. And I didn't even put my, my name down. And guess what? That's literally the exact number, including Sweet Brianne, who won the trip last year, um, that was on that trip. And I got to go too, which was really fun. But, um, you know, when you, when you focus more on serving your team and f- focusing on their goals and not your own, and especially if you're an achiever, <laughs> um, you know, that really makes a difference. And then also, you know, from your customers, too, I think a lot of the fear that we have in this business with when it comes to recruiting or leading your team or maybe training your team um, or, again, with your customers, the fear is because you have this expectation of what you're going to get from it, and you're scared that you're not going to get that expectation. So if you eliminate that and you make your expectation that you're going to provide value and teach, you know, kind of, I'm sure like Amanda said, you know, you've got to serve your team. And it's impossible to be in fear and in service at the same time. So think about that. So before you go live, whether that's for training for your team or for your customers, think about what can I give to these, you know, to them versus what you can get from them. And I promise that fear will start to subside and, you know, it'll be easier just to take that leap.
2: Okay,
1: Angela. What has been the most beneficial way to build your team's bond and keep the drama out?
2: Um, It's kind of, I don't know, it's a hard question because everyone's so different. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is just kind of like leading by example. Like, you have the power as a leader to set the tone for your team by the way that you are. And just, like, people watch that. And so, um, yeah, we just all just... Follow, we, like we follow each other on social. We all build each other up. Like everybody is super positive. Um, we do weekly trainings where I do like weekly powwows like with the team, and we just like it doesn't even have to be a training. It could just be to like catch up and like talk about things. Um, but yeah, I'm just reminding. I like to remind my team all the time that it's like their own journey and this is their own path, and to kind of just stay in your lane and don't compare, and just where to reach for inspiration outside of mascara. So it kind of keeps the like, drama out that way. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Sarah, how do you motivate members on your team who are in a rut or have lost some of the passion for the business?
3: This is a trick question. Because if you were in Amanda's class last hour, we learned that it's not our job as leaders to motivate anybody to do anything. So however, when someone does come to me, they're in a rut or they're frustrated or they they have a serious problem or they're anxious about something, um, I definitely take the time. And maybe it's not right then, but we'll either do it right then or we'll schedule a time in the near future, like that day or the next day if I'm doing something else. Um, And to get on a, a call, a lot of times I'll rope Amanda in, depending on the situation, My upline. Um, And we just take the time to listen, to ask questions. This is what I've learned from Amanda and from also um, Alex and Paul. But take the time to validate them, hear them, listen, you know, respond, and just just take that time with them. Because honestly, most problems are pretty easy to solve, but Sometimes they're really scary. You're like, oh my gosh, she wants to quit the gym today because blah, blah, whatever it is, you know? And, or she's in a major rut or whatever. But once again, not our job to motivate, but we can equip them with tools to get out of that rut. I can't get out of that rut for them, but if they want to do it, then we can give them some guidance on how to do that. And then it's up to them to do, do the thing or not. So that's what I would say.
1: Okay. Angela, as the artist's teams continue to grow, how do you go about managing and inspiring the entire team from your directs to the furthest downline?
2: Um, okay, so as far as like managing, um, I'm just in the back office like daily, like a freak, like mm-hmm. scrolling back and forth on this tree, and um, just for managing a team like when it gets a little bigger, you you have to rely on the leaders under you, like don't take it all on yourself. Like you have amazing leaders under you and that's why you are where you are. So I have like some great, amazing leaders under me that I lean on and we take turns training and we kind of like think of it as like our team, I don't know. So um, leaning on them is huge. Um, And then I just, um, we do challenges all the time within our team. And that's always fun we do bashes so i feel like that's always good to go from like the your directs down to like the bottom it's always open for everybody um i give my whole downline homework all the time that we report back and they get rewarded if they get the homework done that kind of thing um my entire downline knows i'm always available 24 hours a day i don't care if you text me at three in the morning i'm going to help you no matter what line you're on so i kind of that's helps. And everybody knows I'm an open book. Um, What else? I feel like there's something else that I'm missing. But yeah, I don't know. And I'm just like a freak. I'm like a technical freak. So I have like my own like maps and Photoshop of the team. So I know exactly how it looks like for my brain Mm because everyone's a little different visually. So perfect. yeah.
1: Heather, tell us about your monthly business chat and how you make it relevant and motivating for all artists of all ranks.
4: Okay, yay. So um, my mentor, um, Bob Heilig, says that you need five systems for your team as a leader. Um, so I pretty much just do whatever he <laughs> says to do. So immediately I was like, okay, we've got that check, got that check. Um, and one of those systems, I won't go into all of them, you can look it up. Um, and if you're in his Legacy Leadership Academy, um, go in that little back office thing and he'll it'll show you on there. But one of them is having a standard opportunity presentation um, that is for your team. Um, so we started doing a monthly business chat called Meet Mascara that is on Zoom. Um, it's a private, um, you know, for those of you not familiar with Zoom, it's a private video chat um, that allows the, um, the girls on our team to invite um, a prospective artist to learn more about the artist program. Um, another thing that I'm big on is your, um, we use an acronym called LIFER, L-I-F-E-R. Um, it stands for list, invite, follow up, engage, and repeat. And so in order to have, you know, to invite someone, you have to have something to invite them to. So we have done this consistently for, gosh, it's gotta be coming up on about a year now. Actually, I think it's almost a year exactly that we've been doing this every third Tuesday of every month at 9 p.m. so the girls know to expect it. And they simply invite. They can reach out to those customers that they think would be great. They can follow back up with someone who maybe has expressed interest in the past. And the way we do it is we have three gals, um, a walker, a jogger, and a runner, because, of course, that's what's duplicated from from Sarah um, on our team, share just five to seven minutes of their story. Um, We keep it really organic, and they share maybe a hesitation they had, how they overcame that hesitation, and the impact it's had on their life and business. And what's beautiful is, like, the walkers always, like, bring down the house, because they have the most relatable story. The women on the call are like, "Oh, thank goodness. I was so scared there was going to be all this pressure, you know, and they hear from someone who's being, you know, just sharing their truth and their story, um, you know, that that's what the culture is like on our team. Um, and it's really powerful. And honestly, it's really powerful to, for the artists that are also on the call. I mean, there have been several of them. And I'm like, I just love this team. I'm so glad I'm on mascara. <laughs> so I'm like, I would sign up again and again. So, you know, it's 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 a, also a great recognition opportunity, which is important. It's another one of the systems um, is recognition. So it's been really effective for us. And it's definitely something we'll continue to do. And I encourage other leaders as well to do it.
1: Okay. So we're going to do one more question. And then we'll open up the floor to the Q&A. Sarah. Um, consistency is a really important element of success in the business. Share with us some ways you encourage the consistency with your team.
3: Well, first of all, let me just be fully transparent. Consistency has not been my strength as of late, okay? <laughs> so it waxes, it weans. However, having, having said that and admitted that, um, I guess I've been consistent as a leader but what happened in my business is like Heather, at first it was like, we're selling like crazy, we're recruiting like crazy, and then I fell into management mode for a, for a while. I'm clawing my way back out of management mode. Um, so what does that mean? Okay, so what I'm trying to convey here is consistency means you can't ask something, somebody on your team to do something that you're not willing to do yourself, period. So if it's a good idea, this is how I ask myself. Would this be a good idea if a thousand people did this too? So going live, like Kara said, or doing five to seven sort of you know, social media posts a week, would that be a good idea if a thousand people under you did that? Then you should probably be doing that thing. You know what I mean? So being consistent is not just with, with social media posts, but it's also with self-development. That's a huge part. Of leadership, if you want to become a leader or recruit people, you have to work on yourself consistent, consistently on the daily or at least a handful of times a week. Um, also, you have to always be talking to new people. That's part of the consistency thing, too, whether they're going to be a customer or whether they're going to be an artist. And like Heather already said, I feel like the easiest way is to lead with the product. And then once they're raving fans, it's really easy to then go to them and say something like this. You're legit like one of my best customers. Have you ever thought about jumping on this crazy mascara train with me? Something's funny. And they're like, oh my gosh, most of the time, they're like, actually, yeah. And then we add them to the maybe mascara group. Anyway, but consistency is everything. If you were in Amanda's presentation, you saw the NASDAQ of Amazon stock. Day to day, it's like this. But over a five, 10, 20 year span, it went like this because Amazon consistently did the small things every single day. So just continue to do the small things every single day, the self-development, the posting, all that stuff, working on yourself as a leader, you will get there. Keep coming to these, you will get there.
1: Okay, perfect. So let's open it up to the floor. Jency um, has the microphone, she can walk around.
4: Hi. Okay, so first of all, I'm Chandler, I'm on Paige Severe's team. So Sarah, I've got like a million questions. So if you
0: want to like hook up
4: later, um, but my biggest question is right now I'm kind of at this point in my life where I
0: have I can make a turning point where I can do something a little risky and invest and like hit this really hard. I consider myself a runner, but I'm it's terrifying, right? So how do you kind of find that balance of like taking a risk for your business but also being realistic?
4: and pro- like still providing for your family.
1: And whoever, whoever wants to answer that is welcome.
4: I mean, I think have fun with it. I think that when you can identify the strengths, um, you know, and as a leader or as an artist, if you, um, like for me, I love I love doing live trainings for our team. I just love it. And I'm so grateful. Um, our team, Team Kiss, yay! Um, Tammy and I really kind of partner it together, um, and I do a lot of the live team trainings because I love it. It lights me up and it makes it um, it makes me enjoy the business. And and really, when you focus on like what you want to do instead of what you have to do, um, and I even when I was trying to do both, balance my traditional business and this business. Um, I just naturally did that. I did the things that were fun to me and I focused on doing that um, so that you, you aren't focused on what you have to do, you focus on what you get to do. Um, And then if you're wondering what you have to do, then that's when look at, you know, other leaders like Paige is such an incredible leader and obviously Sarah. Um, And, you know, really just kind of emulate them and realize that there is now about two and a half years into this, we, you know, there are some things that you can identify and it might not be a leader on your team that you can implement for yourself. So just play around with it and and have fun. I hope that helps.
3: Yeah, one thing I would add, it sounds like you have the time right now to really work on your business. So maybe a little bit more time than somebody else might. So I would just be really conscientious of what you're doing with your time. Um, and Paige is like the perfect mentor for that. So I'm gonna let you and Paige hook up later. <laughs> Paige has to be in the room. Come on now, there she is. Anyway, because if you're spending your time doing the right things in the income producing activities, then you'll see your business take off really quick instead of the scrolling or the comparing or the trying to copy somebody else. So that's that's what I would say. Talk to to Paige, she has that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: I just wanna know what challenges or homework assignments do you give to your team to keep them motivated? Because I've been kind of curious about that area. So, let me think. Literally like the simplest things like go live today and screenshot it and post it in this comment thread and you'll be entered to win these eyelashes or like whatever. Um, we'll do, our favorite is doing our makeup to a song challenge. Do your makeup in three minutes. People love that. we get lots of sales off of that. Just little things. It doesn't have to be big things. Maybe just, like, post today how, like, another one I always do is post, um, in your stories how the compact works. Just, like, show your customers, like, dumb it down and open it up and magnet them in. Put it upside down and show them, like, this is all my makeup. So just little things like that. Usually, like weekly ish, or at the end of the month when we need it. So, what's your response to somebody that wants to sign up for the artist program and they wouldn't even consider themselves walkers? They might be a
3: good customer and they say, I just want to get the discount. That's all I want. What do you say? I was like, uh, no. Do you want to answer this one? If they just want the, literally just want the discount, or they're kidnappers, I, this is how I explain it to them. This is, I, and I love, I, I feel like Kara was very intentional about this because we get zero compensation for just signing somebody up. We don't get a dollar, right? If you sign someone up and they don't do anything, and guess what? If they, like, they can't choose the colors in their kit either. So it's like they're going to end up with all this extra makeup, they're going to spend two or $400, and with all, this, all these colors they're never going to use, could you imagine what they could get if they spent 200 or $400 and get exactly what they want? and then you're gonna make 20 to 40% of that? That just makes sense, right? So how to explain it to the customer would be something like this. Well, you can't even choose your colors. If you just want it for the discount, I think you should be my best customer and I should set you up a VIP hostess link and you can be earning that discount and free makeup all the time with me. And if you refer friends to me, they can also use your link. And they're like, oh, that sounds way better. It's way better for them, it's way better for you. So if they just want the discount, that's how I answer it. But, but, I say, do you think you might ever want to consider actually working the business as an artist? Then that, that might sound different, but if they're like, no, I really just want the discount, that's how I would answer that.
2: Okay. Hi, guys. I have a question. Uh, oh, do I have to stand up? This is so uncomfortable. I can never KDP? go up there and talk, hi. Okay, so I have a question. When did you guys know, or when did you start using like, a personal
3: coach?
0: that's, or like, good.
3: that's yeah. a good question. So um, I did a group coaching this last I started in January. Um, not okay, first of all, let me just say, you probably aren't ready for a coach. You probably aren't ready to shell out hundreds of dollars for a coach. You don't need that. You probably have a fantastic upline on Team Jacob or Team Freedom or on another team, and utilize all the free things you can utilize, okay? I finally got to the point in my business where um, I, I believe in, and I think Heather's on the same page, investing back in your business 5 to 10%, whether that looks like going getting yourself to a conference or in self-development. But you don't want to invest more than 5 or 10%. So if the coaching, you know, over a year span is going to be more than 10% of what you're going to make, maybe you're not ready. You, don't, you definitely don't want to be spending more than you're making, okay? I got to the point in my business where I could, I could do that And so I did a group coaching this last six months, and it was incredibly helpful. But I was already in the business for two years by that point. So it's a personal thing. Talk to your upline, Kelly, about that. Or talk to your husband. You guys look at your own budget and figure that out, what you need. But there's so many good resources out there that you don't have to actually spend money on, too
4: totally agree and like when i say bob heilig is my mentor like i just mean i listen to his podcast for <laughs> free know, like yeah it's not for free for free yeah exactly so you know don't don't feel like you have i mean it yes it is an amazing investment but i absolutely echo the 10 percent you know investing back in your business um so you know you'll you'll know but definitely consume all the free stuff there's so much out there and just find who you're who um there's so much out there, just find the one that speaks to your soul, you know, and that's, that's what I did, and I was like, yes, this, and then just kind of laser focus on that um, and kind of tune out the
2: rest. All right, um, I'm Nicole. Um, I, I was wondering, how do you get people past the whole MLM, skim, no, like the stigma that people have around the MLM, because
3: um, that's one big roadblock that I keep running into.
4: Oh, I have a good one about this too. So I'll never forget when we were doing a three-way call with a potential artist, I don't even think she actually wound up joining, but she said the most beautiful phrase. She's like, I feel like this is MLM reimagined. And I was like, yes, that is exactly what this is. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about this business and why so many women that are here will say like, I have never considered joining another company like this. And so I think by using that as the strength and kind of presenting that and talking about that, like even using that language, um, you know with with your customer and playing that up and talking about how Kara also like in fact you don't even have to tell them this again use a tool and um, send them a podcast or a video share a video um, of Kara sharing her story of how she was kind of anti MLM and how she created this to be um, you know something so much more than that so um, you know I think, that's the best part about this business is even though it is traditional network marketing and we have a tremendous opportunity through that thanks to the comp plan it's really different than the other stuff out there so i hope that helps
2: and i just feel like i always say like if i get that question i just reassure them that i never even think of this really as an mlm because all you have to do is share about it. You don't have to really sell it. You just share about it and you don't really have to push it that hard because it's just so easy to share because I love it so much. And so that's kind of how you can get away from like the negative stigma of like these crazy annoying selly MLMs.
3: The spammy pammies. Spammy, yeah. Um, I have one little thing to add to that. I would just ask them what is it about MLMs that turn you off? Find out because It might, I mean, it might be something like, oh, I hate auto ship. Guess what, we don't have it. Probably anything they hate about traditional MLMs, like, we don't have here. So find out what it is and be like, oh, that's interesting because we actually blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So find out what's bugging them about it.
1: Okay, we've got about five minutes left, so probably one more question.
3: How do you help artists on your team that create their own roadblocks? Was that your question? Well. What kind of roadblocks? <laughs>
4: road?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Like, like mental like, roadblocks? Like they're, they're in their own way. Yeah. They just get in their own way. I would say, um, once it, just ask questions. Like, you have to kind of get to the heart of it. You know what I mean? Someone that's getting in their own way probably is not doing any sort of self-development, first of all. So I'd ask them about that, and I would just recommend a great book. And on Team Freedom, we have an Audible account that we share, and, and I would connect them with, you know, with a book and see if they're coachable in, in reading it. Because if they're not coachable and they're creating their own roadblocks, guess what? Don't spend time with them. Love them, but don't waste your time because they're probably not going to do anything. You know what I mean? Harsh, but true.
2: Your time is precious. We've
3: got time for one more. Linda. It was Linda's question. <laughs> so she said, I've had a couple of people sign up under me that um, are ghosting me. So how often to reach out to them before you're like annoying? Was that basically your question?
4: I mean, I think that you have to make sure that they know that you're here for them, again, regardless of their goals and beyond just mascara. So it's important, um, and Amanda teaches this so beautifully, that you, know, you really, it's about connecting with them on such a deeper level, helping them feel loved, helping them understand that it is about their goals and that you're okay if their goals or their drive doesn't match your, um, your goal. And if you feel like you've ever pushed somebody just be vulnerable. I mean, vulnerability as a leader is so important. And, you know, I know I've gotten so much freedom from having those tough conversations with my girls to say, I'm so sorry if I let you down or if you ever felt pushed or, you know, or if I didn't support you or push you enough. Um, and so, you know, I think just having honest conversations and almost even kind of calling it out. And also Amanda also says, you can kind of take it away from them and be like, girl, I feel like I'm bugging you you know, I don't I don't want to mess with you anymore. You know, if this isn't, you know, something that's for you or if I'm turning you off in some way, like, please don't respond and nine times out of 10 or please let me know, and nine times out of 10 they'll respond and say, oh, no, 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 I've just been busy or something along those lines. So I think just, you know, be honest and connect with them, ask questions like Sarah was saying,
2: and help them know that you
4: love them no matter what their goals are.
2: And get to know them, like, in the beginning, like when they sign up, like, get to know what their intentions are like we've started doing like an intention like kind of like form that they fill out when they first sign up so I know exactly how much they want to make and how about their, how much time they want to dedicate to the business and why they do it and so then when someone kind of goes MIA I can kind of refer it back to them and be like hey girl you said you wanted to make $300 a month you've done nothing it's the 20 like can we talk about this and kind of just like bring it back to like you knew this about them, those were their goals, and you're just trying to help them go kind of get back to that point. And at that point, they're just like, I just need a break, you just know. So I just, I kind of try to dig into why before I just let them be.
1: I love that. Okay, that wraps up our panel. Thank you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.